0: strengthened in their faith, and for their Jewish kinsmen to come to the saving knowledge of Jesus as the Messiah, the Son of God.
2: Bless the Lord, and welcome to For Zion's Sake. We're the Volks. My name is Shelley. And my name is
1: June. Hi, everyone.
2: We're glad that you're with us this morning as we're continuing a theme that we started on Monday morning. And that theme is showing that God moves and acts according to His pleasure according to his power and his purpose. And we've been speaking primarily this week about the purpose of God, and we are called to live to fulfill the purposes of God. We started the week by speaking from Ephesians chapter 1, verse 11, which says this, In him we have obtained an inheritance, being predestined according to the purpose of him who works all things, according to the counsel of his will. And we also read Romans chapter 8, verse 28. God causes all things to work together for good to those who love God and to those who are called according to his purpose. So all of us have a purpose to fulfill. And you know, Junie, my thought as I'm reading that verse is that it takes the nonchalance and the casualness out of our walk. And we see that there's a destiny that we have, and that is to fulfill the purpose of God. And we read from Acts chapter 11, when Barnabas was called to come to Antioch, and he encourages the saints there, that with purpose of heart, they should continue with the Lord. And I'm sure that was a great encouragement, especially to the new believers. So it's vital that the purpose of our heart should come to us immediately when we get saved. And as we mature, we should see that our life is called to fulfill the purpose of God. And it's interesting when we see other words that could be translated from the Hebrew and the Greek into purpose. And those words really speak loud and clear. For example, some of the synonyms of the word purpose are resolve, resolute, determination, intention, and to set forth. So there's nothing mediocre or casual about any of these words And we should have that zeal in our life to be determined to fulfill God's purposes. So we are called to live with purpose in our hearts. We spoke uh, about King David. And we read, I should say, we read from Acts chapter 13, verse 36. It says, For David, after he had served the purpose of God in his generation, fell asleep and was laid among his father. So what a testimony for King David that he fulfilled the purposes of God in his generation. Interestingly, another translation reads this way, he served his own generation by the purpose of God. And what an encouragement in these days when things seem to be getting more chaotic than ever before. We need to keep our eyes and hear what the Spirit is saying that we might fulfill the purpose of God. Continuing on, we spoke about David and read from 1 Samuel chapter thirteen, fourteen, And it was Samuel speaking about David, and he said that the Lord sought out for himself a man after his own heart. And Paul, speaking to the church at Antioch concerning David, said that God found David, the son of Jesse, a man after my heart who will do all my will. That's an incredible, incredible testimony and an encouragement to all of us that David was a man after the heart of God. And what does a man do whose heart is after God? We see it at the end of that verse. He does all God's will. That is fulfilling God's purpose. And no matter who we are, no matter how old or young we are in the Lord, we are called to fulfill the purpose of God, not just in our own life, but the purpose that could fulfill other people's lives, that could encourage other people's lives. And I know, Junie, you spoke during a week that it's an amazing testimony for David, especially uh, the sins that he committed, having adultery with Bathsheba and even making sure that Bathsheba's husband was killed. But he also said in Psalm 51, Take not thy spirit from me and renew a right spirit within me. So we see that fulfilling God's purposes, doing his will, and allowing the Holy Spirit to lead us go hand in hand. Yesterday we started to speak about Daniel, and in his life we see God, him doing God's will, living with purpose of heart, and moving in the Spirit. Those were the characteristics of Daniel as well as David. And we don't want to go into all the details of Daniel's life, But if you read the early chapters of Daniel, we see that he was deported to Babylon when Nebuchadnezzar conquered Jerusalem. And he went along with many of the cream of the crop, we could say, three of them being Shadrach, Meshach, and Abednego. And it says of them in Daniel 1.14, they were without defect, good-looking, intelligent, wise, and were called to serve in the king's court. Men who would not compromise. The king provided them with his choice food and wine. But we read in Daniel chapter 1, verse 8, Daniel purposed in his heart not to defile himself with the king's food and wine, and he sought permission from the commander to do so. In other words, uh, the commander was overseeing the lives of the people, the men that came from Jerusalem. And God put favor in the man's heart for Daniel, and he granted Daniel, Shadrach, Meshach, and Abednego commissioned to do so. And they were on trial, you might say, for 10 days by not eating the king's food, but eating the food that they selected. And after 10 days, their appearance and countenance was better than all the other people who ate from the king's delicacies, the wine that they drank and the food that they ate. Uh, Just to give an example of the response, we read in chapter 1, verse 17, and as for these four youths, God gave them knowledge and intelligence in every branch of literature and wisdom. David David even understood all kinds of visions and dreams. David? Uh, Dan, yeah, Daniel. I'm sorry. <laughs> Thanks, Junie. We're talking about Daniel, not David. And we also see in verse 20, the word says, And as for every matter of wisdom and understanding about which the king consulted them, he found them ten times better than than all the magicians, magicians, conjurers, who were in the king's realm. So when we determine in our hearts, when we purpose in our heart, we are going to see God act on our behalf. And we see what happened in Daniel chapter 2. The king had a dream and ordered his magicians and sorcerers to tell him what the dream was and then to interpret it. And none of them could do that. It's an impossible task on our own. But Daniel, seeking God, received from God the dream and the interpretation. In chapter 2, verse 28, we read these words. Um, Let's start with verse uh, 26. The king answered and sent to Daniel, whose name was Belshazzar, Are you able to make known to me the dream which I have seen and its interpretation? Daniel answered before the king had said, As for the mystery about which the king has inquired, neither wise men, conjurers, magicians, nor diviners are able to declare it to the king. However, there is a God in heaven who reveals mysteries, and he has made known to King Nebuchadnezzar what will take place in the latter days. This was your dream and the visions in your mind while on your bed. So Daniel, uh, Daniel was a man after the heart of God. He knew what was impossible with man was possible with God. And then we read in Daniel chapter five verse fourteen, when the next king Nebuchadnezzar's son was ruling, and he had uh, problems understanding a writing on the wall, but the queen came to him and, to the king and said, "There is a man in your kingdom." in whom is the spirit of the holy God. And going on in Daniel chapter 6, verse 3, it was said of Daniel that there was an extraordinary spirit within him. So we see that the similarities in the lives of David and Daniel, and again, we need to repeat it, they moved by the spirit of God, they had purpose in their heart, and they fulfilled the purposes of God
1: the difference between Daniel and David are very important as well because David gave into his flesh and he sinned and Daniel did not give into his flesh. He wouldn't even eat the food that was set before him because there were certain kosher laws of food that was unclean. But what we need to see is that God makes a way for us. When we fail, we can turn to God and repent and ask forgiveness. And David was such a man that when he was confronted by the prophet Nathan, he did confess his sin to Nathan and to God. And it cost Israel and David much. But God forgave him as he cried out to God, create in me a clean heart, O God, and renew a right spirit within me. So it's a wonderful thing to remember that God is waiting for us, that he might revive us and heal us. And if we're like Daniel, who has determined not to sin, and God has um, strengthened us in that way, It's a humility, it's a humbling thing to see that it's not because of who we are, but just as you said, Shelley, because of the spirit of God in Danu that strengthened him and enabled him to walk differently than the other men.
2: It's really so true, Junie. And, you know, when you were saying that, I thought, what an encouragement, what you said to all of our listeners. Maybe there's things in your life that need to be corrected and repented of and repentance will open the door back to a place where you will hear from God, and God will honor you. It's interesting, after it says that Daniel purposed in his heart, in chapter 1, verse 8, the very next verse, verse 9, starts with, Now God. In other words, when God knows that our purpose is to fulfill God's heart, to, uh, to purpose in our heart, not just to go along, we will see now God. God will favor us. God will put favor in people that we're dealing with, just like he put a fa- the favor uh, in the commander's heart to allow David to do something, a Daniel, to that could have cost him his life if it didn't work out. So, Lord, we thank you, Lord. We thank you that you are a purposeful God and you're calling each one of your children to live lives full of purpose. And we take that exhortation that um, Barnabas gave to the people in Antioch and that we want to take it for ourselves that we, with purpose in our heart, should follow the Lord with all of our heart to bring delight to the Lord's heart. We pray this in Yeshua's holy name.
1: Amen.
0: Thank you for joining us this evening.